Another digital, another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Hello, every cutie patootie out there. It's another digital citizen. Pew pew pew. End of the year show. Pew pew pew. Hi, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. How's it going? It is going amazingly. Do you use the word cutie patootie where you live? I don't. I probably have referred to like small adorable animals as that. I don't think I would use it in any other context that I remember at least. <laughs> Not on a special friend of yours or something? You're I, such a cutie patootie. I don't think that doesn't seem like it would be in my vernacular, no. But I don't know, mm. maybe. Maybe it's happened and I don't, like, it's like a, one of those things you just say it and you don't even realize you, you're saying it. I love the word cutie patootie. Well, so I think fun. it's two words, and I don't, the, is patootie, uh, patootie is like a, it's a word. It means butt, right? Uh, patootie, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's got it. Yeah. So you're saying yeah, cute, nice ass. cute, yeah, nice ass, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's an adorable way of saying nice ass, all right. Mm-hmm, mm -hmm. uh, Hey, we almost didn't have a show today. Uh, well, slightly. Uh, well, I, slightly. I just got power back because there was a massive windstorm, took out power in a large part of the, the area. Uh, I didn't have power for a couple days, so we would have, you know, gotten a show hopefully tomorrow if we didn't do one today, but uh, it was weird because, you know, I didn't get a lot done over the Christmas uh, two or three days of, like, Christmas time, just spending it with the mm. family. So I wasn't all that prepared, and then a windstorm hits, and uh, I'm even less prepared just because there, I, <laughs> I have no access to the internet or any way to like compile yeah. news or do any like watch any shows because I didn't really watch any. I'm not like you know, sitting there watching TV while while I'm spending time with family. You know what I mean? We're eating and cooking and talking and whatever else. So. Um, mm. But I, I managed to watch a couple things, and mostly uh, the big thing this week is obviously best worst TV shows of this year. Um, mm -hmm. and that's going to take a, a lot of time. We're going to do a short news segment. I mean, there really wasn't a whole lot of interesting news this week, anyways. I don't think. What do you think? No, it was a boring news week. I mean, I think it's Maybe. Christmas week, so that ha has something to do yeah. with it. Um, but I don't know. Maybe not. It's not like Jesus was like, "All right, make this week a boring news week for my bir <laughs> my birthday." Yeah, no, that's not entirely true because Jesus didn't exist. Well, there's that also. Yeah, there's that part. But if he did, he would control the news cycle and whether it was a good week or a bad week. <laughs> that's like his main power okay. and walking on water. Those two things. Oh, and then the, uh, okay. and then the wine, the water, wine, water into wine. Uh, okay. Man. Yeah. Wasn't he also someone that healed leopards? Lepers, right. He did that, yeah. And then yeah. and then there was feeding them, feeding people with what? Fish. Fish. That, yeah. I don't, how is that? I guess they didn't have enough fish, and he was like, how did that work? I, I never understood that one. Was it fish or bread? I think it was both, right? 
And then he said, you shouldn't take food. You should only take There was like they didn't from, have enough, but him. then then they had an abundance after. And I never understood how that one works. Yeah. Like water to wine, I get. I understand that one. The fish, uh, the abundance of fish, I never understood that one. Yeah, explain that to us. <laughs> Please don't. Um, so, uh, Putin... Uh, says uh, Russia wants to negotiate with Ukraine. Uh, it says here Putin claimed that Russia is ready f to uh, for talks to end the war in Ukraine, even as the country faced more uh, attacks from Moscow. Uh, Putin said on a state television interview, which were released on Sunday afternoon, Russia is, quote-unquote, prepared to negotiate some acceptable outcomes with all participants in this process. He said that is not us who refuses to talk, it's them, something the Kremlin has repeatedly stated in recent months. Um, yeah. Uh, what what was said when um, Zelensky came to the U.S., one of the things that he said in his speech was that uh, the Russians are, aren't willing to negotiate. So both sides are saying the other side's not willing to negotiate, and then saying mm -hmm. that they're willing to negotiate... Mm, it's kind of a weird stalemate, you know, where you're both saying, no, I want to negotiate, and the other person saying, no, I want to negotiate, they don't want to mm. negotiate. So, like, who really doesn't want to negotiate? Probably, I don't know, both sides? Or maybe both sides do, and they're just too stubborn? What do you think? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's uh, like uh, they're playing chess with, uh, with each other. That's what I feel like they're doing. They kind of waiting for one or the other to like back back down or come to the table uh yeah i don't know um do you believe putin i don't know that i necessarily <laughs> do i believe putin i don't know that i necessarily believe that he's like i, I think this maybe is in a response to hearing them say hey uh moscow doesn't want to negotiate he hears that and then he goes well mm. i'm going to say the exact opposite uh, as kind of propaganda. I, I can see that. Mm. Like, it's more of a retaliatory claim than it is any kind of truthful um, uh, ploy to get negotiations going, I guess. I don't know, though. Mm -hmm. So, Luke, what is the next thing we're going to talk about? Uh, multiple busloads of migrants were dropped at Vice President uh, Kamala Harris's residence in Washington on Saturday, Christmas Eve leaving the, the these people in below freezing temperatures according according to multiple reports three busloads of migrants were driven to DC from Texas ABC 7 reported and arrived outside the Naval Observatory which is the vice president's residence the migrants were later taken to a church uh, by a local aid group Texas governor Abbott uh, Governor Greg Abbott was responsible for Saturday's incident, according to ABC7, marking the latest episode in a month-long effort by Governor to send migrants to Democratic-run cities. Right. Mm. Um, if you remember, there was that whole DeSantis thing where he sent a yeah. bunch of migrants to, uh, where was it, Martha's Vineyard, right? Yes. And this is like kind of a continuation of that whole saga. But the funny part is, we found out later that a lot of those migrants that DeSantis cl claimed came from Florida 
actually came from Texas because he couldn't find enough Venezuelan immigrants. <laughs> so he ended up going to Texas to find, because he wanted specifically Venezuelan people to, right. to make a yeah. point about uh, uh, socialism, obviously. But, um, yeah, I, obviously, uh, Greg Abbott is also in in on the ploy. Uh, this is, you know, it's a it's all, all like a PR stunt. Mm-hmm. Which is gross. The grossest part is like these are real people who have real lives, and they're just trying to make their life better. And then you're using them as like a PR tool. You know, it's kind of gross. Mm. It's kind of gross indeed. Uh, how long is it since you were at McDonald's? You know, I was just thinking uh, last night. I haven't had a burger in like a week and a half or something. Um, mm. I'm trying to think, where was the last place I got a burger? Uh, I don't think it was McDonald's. I think the last place I got a burger was Carl's Jr. So maybe, like, uh, it's probably been, like, a month since I've been to McDonald's. You? Mm. I think it's over a month. I did it, well, no, I did it when I was Christmas shopping, because uh, it's in... In, in the, the mall. Same place where, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in the mall. Um... That is when I went to McDonald's. So, what do you December, remember? What you yeah. got? I think I, I usually just a get... McFeast. A McFeast. Oh, what's that? I, yeah, we, that we don't have that favorite. here. You don't? No. Is that a burger no. or is it a chicken burger? Yeah. No, it's a burger. No. Oh, okay. We'll have to look it up. Uh, yeah. yeah. I usually just get a Big Mac. I'm pretty a basic. I'm I'm a basic McDonald's bitch. Uh, uh, but uh, they are cutting down on people working there. It says here, McDonald's new test restaurant near Fort Worth, Texas, could be a future of fast food operation. Instead of human workers handing you a bag to drive through, an automatic conveyor belt brings you order through the window. Ordering is done through a kiosk or app or the app. Uh, no humans involved either. In December, a blog post, McDonald's said the test restaurant demonstrates its commitment to finding new ways to serve uh, customers faster and easier than ever before. But it's not all customers. But not all customers are loving it. Uh, one commenter on TikTok said, "Well, there goes millions of jobs." I mean, that's a good yeah point, right? Yeah. For years, like McDonald's, every McDonald's I've seen. Um, one of their big things is like, oh, we get we give so many people jobs, and like, uh, I remember them promoting as like, this person is like the CEO of a big company, and their first job ever was working at McDonald's. Look, like they right. started out yeah. here with us, and they look how how far they've made it, that kind of thing. Uh, and now for them to like get rid of workers, I mean, they're, let's be re real here. It's one restaurant in one pl like test restaurant. It's not re like. But it is like the start of something bigger, I suppose. It it absolutely feels bigger, doesn't it? Feels bigger than what? Like uh, them just testing it out. I mean, if this works, why the fuck would they hire people? Well, the, I mean, they will still need somebody to maintain the ro the the robot itself, right? Like somebody's sure. got to like be the technician somebody's got to be operation but like, you uh, but you make a robot to be that right <laughs> well i guess yeah eventually but yeah yeah uh i mean you'll still have my point is you'll still have people that work 
there, but they'll be working on it, not working in it, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, I think some people are making a weird point that, like, oh, people want who wanted $15 an hour, this is what you get mm. now. Now McDonald's is going to be fully automated. Yeah, and yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think, I think even if, I think if, if the company could do it, even if they were paying $5 an hour and they could save that money and use a robot, they'd, it doesn't matter how much they're paying the employee uh, necessarily as it does like n- getting rid of uh, any money they're paying an employee. It, does that make sense? Like, some people would say, "Oh, the only reason they're ma- they're doing robots is because they have to pay employees so much." But it, uh, my point is like, they would do it anyways as long as it works. And I think mm-hmm. this is a test to see if it works. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think it matters how much you pay the employees necessarily that that they would be like, "Oh, <laughs> well, if we were only paying people seven dollars an hour, then we wouldn't bring in robots to serve the burgers." I don't. I don't think that's the case. I think they would still do it. I guess. Yeah. What do you mm. think about that? Do you think they would, or do you think it's being pushed by something else? No, I I don't think it's pushed by something else. I think there's a lot of people who would be happy about this, and for multiple reasons. Number one, human error is like a huge thing yeah, when you go zero. to get fast food. Yeah. Uh. A lot of people are like germaphobes and don't want people touching their food. Like you would, mm. it's completely automated. Nobody, you, you have a less likelihood of like an ill getting uh, ill from the food uh, through some kind mm. of you know contamination. I guess unless something goes wrong with the machine. Um, yeah, uh, th- that I guess is a hard part. What what happens when the machine? breaks down and it starts taking people's money you're gonna have to have somebody there to like make sure everything's working yeah so some yeah yeah you make a, you make a robot that does that <laughs> right and then you make a robot that fixes that robot well, and then you fix what it would be is it's just like a phone robot. outside the little thing and it connects to uh customer service in you know mm. bangladesh and the, yeah Yes. A giant call, call center. Yeah. <laughs> Man, heavy orders, sir. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, any plans for the new year? Uh, not really. Um, no? No. I mean, no huge, like, uh, what, do you, what do they call them, resolutions or anything like that for me, not, uh, that I can think of. Uh... I have a New Year's resolution. Yes. Am I going to tell you it? No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is, it, is it like a birthday wish and won't come true if you tell, yes. if you tell everybody? Yes. 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 That's exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, Trun is uh, going to wish us a happy New Year. Hello. This is Trun with Trun Tells the Truth. Have a fucking good New Year. Well, 22 delivered. And now what hopes we have for 2023? Well, for the first time in many years, I actually have a little hope. I think there's something happening, yeah. Oh, you can see we still have a pandemic and we have a war in Ukraine and so on and so on. But I think they are about having something. And I think like today, maybe demo liberals and Democrats and so on, people who want human rights and democracy and so on as taking back 
Russia thought they're going to split with Europe. They haven't done it. Europe is more united than ever. Well, we have Turkey, but fuck them. But Sweden and now Finland is joining NATO. All falls like that. Yeah, something is happening. We still have assholes on Twitter and uh, Andrew Tate and so on. And But there are hope for the future. And I'm gonna still going to give you that hope in 2023 because I'm going to continue this segment in 2023. Longer, harder, and maybe with another podcast too. 2022 was part nice and part depressing. Part nice because I, my personal for myself, I managed to say fuck off to more people I think just was waste anyway. Not waste in that completely, but baggage. Too much fucking baggage. And that's what I want you also to do in 2023. Think about all the baggage you have in your life. People that you don't really need. People that you, you always try to impress, but you don't need to depress them anymore. Be more self-minded, individualist. Try to fight more for courses and things like that. Don't think about whether you're going to get a position in your political party, your organization. Do something not only to get likes on Facebook. To do something even if it's not popular. Because every big course starts with somebody opposes them and want to follow them and imprison them. There are things to be fought for. The election in the United States in November was a little bit hope and some little bit, yeah, shit. The Democrats didn't lose as much that they could have lost. That is not a fucking good sign, is it? Oh, you were just all tortured a little. You just have to spend tw- 10 instead of 20 years in prison. Not very good for it. If you want to win, you have to fucking take it all. Because climate change is still on, on the table. War is still on the table. Nuclear threats are still on the table. If you want to win, you don't, cannot be like careful anymore. You cannot do that, oh, maybe you should hold a little back. You have to fucking give it the full fucking money. You have to go in with every fucking thing you can. 2023 should be the year everybody with a fucking brain strikes back. Back against oligarchs, even though they are in Russia or in Washington or on the fucking Wall Street. Enough bullshit. Enough suffering. Enough slavery labor. That's gonna be part of what 23 is all about. It's not more of a revolution now. It's a war against injustice and bullshit. A war. And we have to fucking take it in the streets, in the fucking courtrooms, and in the elections. This was Tron, where Tron tells the truth. Happy New Year. Thank you, Tron. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. Mm -hmm. 2023. Uh, Doesn't feel like that, somehow. No, yeah, it was a quick year for me, for sure. Yeah, Uh, yeah, for me as well. Yeah, and then this coming up year, uh, I don't know. It's it's. It feels like every year, uh, 
isn't that terrible after 2020. 2000. Yeah, we're only two years away from that, and so it's like it couldn't be. It's even if it was kind of bad, it it isn't as bad as as that was, right? So I had a very good ending of this year. That's kind of that's good. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, TV shows. I saw some TV shows. Uh, I saw a shit TV show called "Adults Adopting Adults." I have never heard about this. Have you? Uh, yeah. There's a. I remember a lot of YouTube videos about it. There was a, I don't, I know Cinnamon Toast Ken made some videos on it. At least one. There's yeah. probably multiple like storylines happening. Oompa will. But yeah. oh yeah, I, I saw that one, and then there was probably somebody else who made a video or two about it. Because yeah. I remember seeing when it first was initially coming out, people were uh, freaking out about one specific storyline. There's is. There's probably multiple storylines, but... <laughs> there is one specific storyline that is extremely creepy. <laughs> right. There's this older guy, and uh, he's adopting a young woman who's pregnant, mm. right? Yes. Right. That's the one that I've seen most about. So, uh, yeah, I'm not surprised uh, it got uh, thrown off the air. Uh, for that storyline specifically, I don't think I've seen... Four episodes. I don't think I've seen any of the other, like, uh, stuff that happens in it, but I assume it's not any less weird than that one. No. Right, okay. It is definitely not. So, that's the show I saw. Okay. Uh, Yeah, it came out earlier this year. At least the videos I saw about it came out, like, much earlier this year. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched The Bad Guy last night. Uh, I downloaded it and watched it. Oh. Uh, Italian show. Yeah, it's on. I liked it. Prime here mm-hmm. in America, at least. Um, yeah, it's interesting. It's a very well acted show. The cinematography is pretty good. Uh, mm-hmm. The storyline is kind of complex and, and confusing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing all the time because there are certain parts where I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know who this character. Like, there's certain characters that are like I confused them. I'm like, is this this person or is this that person? But I think maybe it's done on purpose, uh, and will probably come up later in the show because I, obviously I didn't see the whole thing. Um, overall, mm. I'd probably give it a, uh, I'd give it a seven. It's good. Okay. Uh, The Witcher Blood Origin. Mm-hmm. I saw. Um, it. Netflix. I saw this. So this is uh, a thousand years before the events in The Witcher. Uh, it's a prequel, uh, and it's about the seven outcasts of the elves that uh, join uh, forces in a quest uh, against a very powerful empire. Okay, so this is shit. There, it, I said it. It really wants to be Game of Thrones, except it's got a it's CW so budget. It's really, really... Like, the, yeah. it's like, right when the dragon beast, like, demon creature came in, I was like, oh, they really are trying to be Game of Thrones here. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it feels like about ten shows we've seen in the last couple years. Uh, oh, it's so bad. It's... But I, I think I think I think my main reason because I that I didn't like this was one it's a CW show that's trying to be a not CW show 
Two, the acting is pretty terrible. Uh, the storyline isn't that fuck, uh, fucking interesting. And I I stopped caring after one episode. I was two episodes and I was out. Okay. Uh, what about score-wise? Score what do you think? Uh, four? I give it a 3.5. Yeah, I think we're in the same. Yeah. Um... It's not even my cup of tea. I don't like these kind of shows, the fantasy genre to begin with. So I'm not somebody to, to like uh, say whether it's good or not because I don't even like that genre of of TV show. Something I saw, reality show Pinata Masters on Netflix. <laughs> what the fuck? If you thought uh, every other show with uh, blank this noun and then masters afterwards were weren't Legos, were Lego taken, masters, yeah. cake masters, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's like pinata masters. Uh, they make guess what? They make pinatas and they compete with who, who makes the best pinata. Uh, yep, <laughs> doesn't really have anybody like it doesn't have like a celebrity host or anything. It's just people <laughs> making pinatas. I the one interesting part of it. See this now. The one interesting part of it is that the judges aren't like yeah. you. In most shows like this, it would be like, oh, it's this master baker and he's gonna judge the cakes or whatever. But mm -hmm. in this, they have a group of children who come out and they decide, oh, who who has the best pinata. So it's a bunch of five year olds mm -hmm. who get to who are the judges who get to decide. Uh, which makes sense when you think about it, because who's the person that's mm -hmm. going to be using the pinata, uh, or you know, uh, judging it when at a birthday party or something? It's going to be the, a kid. So that part was a little interesting. Uh, otherwise, it's ev every other kind of blank master show. Uh, it's in Spanish. I'd give it a. Uh, I'll give it a a four. It's you know pretty standard. Nothing special. I'm a little, I'm a little uh, excited to talk about this, uh, only because I'm a little excited to see if you saw this and what you thought about this. Okay. Did you watch Treason on Netflix? I did. This is the last thing I saw this week. Okay. Good. So it is this uh, this story about this guy called Adam that worked. And uh, were like trained by M MI sixteen, uh, and uh, when he is in Russia, right? Uh, when he's in in Russia, no, he yeah. Well, he knows somebody who's Russian, right? Isn't yeah, he right. he knows he knows this Russian spy. And then he starts a relationship between this Russian spy and also his wife. It seems like and he knew her the the spy way before this, but like we don't right. get any flashback of that, at least not in the episodes that I saw. Uh, right. And it is with uh, Charlie Cox and... I fucking love Charlie Cox, especially as Daredevil. Like, uh, I, I think that's maybe where he is most, most known as uh, the Daredevil series from, from Netflix. So I went into this thinking it could be okay, 
it's definitely not okay. Uh, I think, I think I could almost this, have this on my list of the worst shows of the year. Like, literally. I despise this. Really. Really despised it. I didn't think it was that bad. I mean, it was it wasn't anything special, but it wasn't terrible. Um, it felt very, it felt, yeah. you know, BBC drama show. It felt very uh, oh, yeah. propaganda-y with the whole MI6 very. Russia thing. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't... It wasn't terrible, but it really wasn't great. Uh, it felt a, like a little, like, uh, what's the that show? Like, you know, any American like show like FBI or mm-hmm. NCIS or C, but more BBC version of that. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, as and as far as those show shows go, there you know, there's a standard formula that they follow, mm-hmm. and it's pretty much the same. Uh, I'd give it a, I think this is probably a four also, to be honest. Okay, i give it a two. I really didn't like this. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible, that's what I thought. Hmm. Anyways, talking about that, uh, do you have any more? No, that was it for me. Cool. Uh, talking about bad and good TV shows, uh, we are now going to talk about bad and... A good TV show of 2022. We are going to start with our best list. You started with movies last week, so I think maybe I should start with my number five best. Okay. How about that? Uh, I don't know if this is going to surprise you super hard, but it is the English. Uh, you saw some episodes of this. It's not your kind of TV show. I didn't. I didn't do. like this. No. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, you. You're not a big fan of Western. Uh, so uh, it is with Emily Blunt, and it follows this woman that seeks revenge on the man that she she thinks is responsible of the death of her son. Uh, that is more or less it. Uh, it has some very great scoring. It has an 8 out of 10, uh, 82% on Rotten Tomato. Uh, I gave it a 9.5 when I watched this. Uh, and it's the only show that doesn't have a 10 in my top 5. I gave it a 6 at the time. Uh, cool. Yeah. Okay, my number 5. Chad and JT go deep. Uh, this was on Netflix. Uh mm. Chad and JT take their activism to the streets of Southern California to spread awareness about important issues uh, to the to the public. Right, uh, it's got seventy seven point two out of ten on IMDb. Ninety four percent of Google users liked it. I'm not seeing uh, any other scores, but yeah, this was it's based off an internet uh, duo, YouTube duo. Uh, and they they did like pranks like this in the past, and they you know, this got picked up. It was just a really well put together comedy show that uh, you know it 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 wasn't like anything else this year. It was different, uh, and it was one of those things that I actually watched the whole thing all the way through. When you watch this many shows, you have to kind of like mm-hmm. pick which one you're gonna watch the, all of. Like and and this one was super easy to just. Uh, 
it was a breeze to watch. So, uh, yeah, my number five. My number four is uh, what I will call the most overlooked horror show of this year. It's from February of uh, this year. It started the 20th of February, and it is called From. Uh, it's a science fiction horror show. Um, this has uh, 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb, 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. It is uh, amazingly a very like short premise in a nightmarish town in the middle of America. Traps everyone who enters. Unwilling residents strive to stay alive and search their way out, but they are plagued by the terrifying nocturnal creatures from the surrounding forest. And secrets are hidden in the town itself. It has the Harold Penu from uh, Lost. It's marvelous, and I, I, I think a lot of people have slept on the show. Okay, my number four: Man versus Bee with Rowan Atkinson. Uh, it was so funny. <laughs> it was so hilarious. A homeless man looking for work is mistaken by a businesswoman for a new house sitter. Wacky hijinks ensue as he tries to take care of the house while he is pursued by a mischievous bee. Uh, mm-hmm. 6.7 out of 10 on IMB, 71% on Rotten Tomatoes, 91% of Google users liked it. It was just a really well put together show. It felt very Mr. Bean. Uh, Esque in, but just with, with talking. Um, mm. It was uh, slapstick humor, I suppose. Uh, mm-hmm. So maybe you know, it's kind of old school in that slapstick is not really a so much of a a, a comedy genre that's used as much anymore. Uh, so mm. that also made the, this stand out as a something that was different as a television show to me mm-hmm. and that kind of is one of the reasons it ended up on my list so yeah my number four well my number three is uh, something i have a sneaking suspicion you have higher on your list uh it is the bear uh it is a young chef from the world of dining comes to chicago to run his uh, family's italian beef shop sandwich shop after the suicide of his older brother who left left them in debt a rundown kitchen and an unruly staff uh this has an 8.4 out of 10 uh on imdb and 100 percent on rotten tomato and it is my number three okay my number three train wreck woodstock 99 on netflix documentary uh while the, orig- I never saw this. While the original 1969 Woodstock Music Festival promised peace, the 1999 revival delivers days of rage, riots, and real-life harm. Uh, mm. 7.4 out of 10 on IMDb. 95% of Google users liked it. Uh, yeah, this was... I've been waiting... It's got 88% on Rotten Tomatoes, by the way. I'd been waiting for somebody to make a documentary about Woodstock 99 for years. Mm. I felt like for years and years it had it had been memory hold by people to just forget that that existed. Like, just completely, because it was a failure on all levels of, like, media coverage of it at the time. Uh, MTV, um, their complete failure to, like, mm, actually 
control the situation. And then, of course, the people who threw the event itself. Um, I just remember watching it as a kid because that was like some mm. of the years that I was like most watching MTV as like a you know high schooler at the time. Um, and it really, I remember it being like years later thinking, how is that not as big of a deal? Uh, and then the, tra I think the <laughs> Travis Scott concert happened mm. and it kind of brought back uh, in the memory of people like, oh man, there was that one time that that happened at that one, like, you know, it started bringing up like, oh, this was terrible, but in the past this happened or that happened. And then mm. this came out and, um, it really, uh, they really did a good job of covering, uh, the whole situation and it had stuff in there that I, uh, didn't even know, like, you know, things that you would never know from behind the scenes, uh, of what happened mm. in, uh, in the planning of the festival before and after and everything else. So yeah, that was my number three. My number two, we need to go back in time again to February 18th. Uh, it is actually an Apple TV Plus show called Severance. Uh, I don't think people are super surprised that this is on my, my list. I love this show. Mm -hmm. It is uh, probably one of the best psychological science fiction thrillers I've seen in years. It's directed by Ben Stiller uh, with Adam Scott, uh, Christopher Walken, Patricia Arquette, a lot of good actors. Um, it's about this uh, biological corporation, Lemon, Lum, Lemon Industries, that uses mind-sweep medical pro uh, procedure called Severance to separate the consciousness of their employees in their life and at work and outside of it. And uh, severed employees, uh, uh, Mark gradually uncovers a web of conspiracy. Loved it. Uh, it is one of the very few reasons to keep Apple TV Plus. <laughs> okay, sure, yeah. Yeah. Uh, because... They don't. I mean, they produce some stuff, but uh, not a lot not good. compared to other uh, streaming yeah, services. Not good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my number two, my number two, the bear. You already oh. talked about it. Uh, mm. But yeah, it 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 was one of those shows that really surprised us. It, we yeah. Actually, the one of the interesting things is uh, I, I always go back and like look through my lists of what I watched, you know, week by week. And I always, uh, I, ha I have my, you know, the TV shows I watched, and then there's the shows that me and you watch together, yeah. and I that's like kind yeah. of on a separate uh, place, so I always have to go back, mm -hmm. and I almost forgot to do that, and I yeah. which means I almost forgot that I watched The Bear. <laughs> the so bear. like right at the last minute, I was already making my top five. I had, yeah. I had like my top eight or something, and I was already mm. starting to do, and then I realized, oh, I got to go back and... and uh, tally up all the shows that me and Fro watched together because I didn't mm -hmm. do that yet, and I saw this, and that pretty much out of the shows that we watched together this year, that was the only one that kind of actually jumped into uh, a top five list because uh, mm. we saw uh, I don't know, like actually I have it down here. Let me see. Um, we saw High School, Sandman, mm. 
uh, Stay mm-hmm. Close, which I don't even remember, but we watched two episodes of that. We watched How I Met mm-hmm. Your Mother, uh, the Halo TV show, which was awful. I think we've mm-hmm. watched two episodes of that. Killing It, that was a fun, fun one. That was fun, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then The Bear. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, those were... Yeah, so as far as shows we watched together this year, I think The Bear was mm-hmm. definitely the best. And yeah. surprise, because when we went into it, I think we both were like, oh, we'll oh, probably watch I two episodes you, yeah. of this and then and we'll move yeah, on. Yeah. Right, yeah. and then it turned out to be just <laughs> one of the best shows yeah. of the year. So, Yeah, uh, before I say number, number one, because now I understand we have the, the, the same number same one. Number number one again, <laughs> like we did last week. Well, this <laughs> one is also like I didn't really even have to think about it. I kind of knew yeah. which one number one. Yeah, me too. So me and Luke have uh, just I'm good. Just going to say it before I say my number one. So uh, me and Luke has not seen each other's lists. We are not aware of of our, our, our children's list but this was a no fucking hell i can have it lower than number one it is the patient uh, mm-hmm. with steve yep. carell <laughs> this was on hulu, uh, hulu a hulu show yeah yeah uh seven out of ten uh on imdb 88 percent on rotten tomatoes 3.9 out of five on amazon will you tell the audience what is the patient about uh, therapist Alan Strauss is held prisoner by a patient, Sam F- Fonter, uh, Fonter, who reveals himself to be a serial killer. Sam has unusual therapeutic demands for Alan, Alan to curb his homicidal urges. In order to survive, Alan must unwind Sam's disturbing mind and stop him from killing again, but Sam refuses to address critical topics like his mother, Candace. Uh, this is like one of the longest descriptions I've ever seen for a show, but... Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's what it is about. Yeah, and this show, like, the acting was so good, the storyline is... Oh, so fucking good. So original and interesting. Yeah. Um, there really wasn't a bad episode. This was the only nope. show I gave a 10 out of 10. I'm a little more stingy yeah. with my 10s than you are sometimes, I would say. Yes. But I'm also Definitely. more stingy with my zeros. And then you yes. are so. Um, <laughs> yes. I think it equals out <laughs> in my in my it scoring. Uh, it does. But yeah, uh, this was my only ten out of ten, and I think it definitely deserves number one. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. And I can't wait for season two because we kn- I, just from the the ending, it's it's setting up for season two, and oh, so it and we kind of know where we're going with it, and it should be yeah. interesting. And yeah, that ending was so amazing. So yeah. Yeah, this 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 is my number one also because this is so a show that nobody is talking about, like absolutely no one. Yeah, more people are talking about the bear than are talking yeah. about the patient. I don't yeah. know why that is. Because I, I mean, maybe it's because it's on Hulu, mm-hmm. and, and people don't really see Hulu as like a place that has really good shows. Where Netflix is kind of like, oh, you know, when something comes out on Netflix, it either people are going to love it or hate it kind of thing. Where Hulu, it seems like people pay less attention to stuff that gets released onto that. I don't mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. I think that might have something to do with it. But I don't know how people didn't see this and just be yeah. be just like in awe of, <laughs> of it. Yeah. And also, it showed Steve Carell's acting chops. 
Like, yeah, and, holy and, fuck, that, that man can act. And, yeah, in like a dr- dramatic way, but it also yes. has very comedic moments uh, for oh, sure yeah. within the show. Uh, and it covers a lot of really dark topics, I guess, so maybe yep. that About would turn family. off some people. <laughs> Yeah. To it, I guess. I don't know, though. It, I, Yeah. I'm surprised it uh, has a 7 out of 10 like it does on IMDb, for instance. That seems yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. low that to me. Seems but seems way too low. Yeah. What are you going to do, I suppose? Okay. Uh, I have loads of honorable mentions. As do uh, I. We crashed. Uh, Archive 81. The star- Staircase. Uh, as we see it. The girl from Plainswell. Uh, inventing Anna. Candy. The last one standing Canada. That that's one. That was really good. Yeah, yeah. That was like a surprise one. The Sandman. Uh, and I wrote behind the hair. Luke is not going to like that. I have this on my best list. <laughs> it's not on either of my lists, to be honest. <laughs> or like n- neither yeah. of my short list. So yeah. 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 Uh, the dropout. So good. Uh, the Midwich Cuckoos. Uh, How We Roll, that sitcom that was like based off a true story. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Willow. The Outlaws. That was in my like sh- short yeah. sh- short list. Yeah. Uh, here's the one that I had on my number five for the longest. The Rehearsal, where... <laughs> Where they uh, take uh, things people are afraid of and rehearse it over and over. Oh yeah, I never saw that. People, yeah, yeah so people good. said they really liked that though. Oh, so good. Yeah. Uh, outer range. Irma Webb. Under the banner of heaven. Here's a show that I don't know if you saw or not, but it is very underrated. The Tourist. Did you see this? I don't remember it. No. Yeah. Uh, Candy. Uh, Peacemaker. Clark? I don't remember that show, but it's on my list, so... Uh, yeah, that was, uh, about the Swedish, uh, bank robber. Oh, yeah, 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 I do, yeah, Yeah, that was good. Uh, The Responder. Dark Winds? The Old Man? Uh, Tulsa King? The Aftermath uh, Party. Uh, the new Be- Beavis and Butthead uh, TV yep. show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't have that in my top five because I was like, eh, it's not really. I I never have like p- things that come. It was hard. It's hard to be like, yeah, uh, put it yeah. on in the top five when, yeah. It was. I gave it a nine at the time, so it was right. actually yeah, high. It had a higher yeah. score than, for instance, Trainwreck. Which I gave an eight point five, but that was more memorable right. and like you know, uh, it felt more important to to put also in more original. Okay. Yeah, and more original. Uh, is sprung? Sprung. Oh, that was good. Uh, American Gigolo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dahmer. I'm surprised you didn't have that one on there. Oh yeah, I am a little surprised by myself that I don't have that. Uh, <laughs> to be honest, reboot. Uh, that was that sitcom. Another sitcom, So yeah. Help Me, Todd. Uh, oh, yeah. That was fun. Uh, a Friend of the Family. That was a little creepy. Mm-hmm. This one was actually my like my number six, if I would have had a number six. I Love You, You Hate Me, the Barney documentary. Oh, yeah. oh that was really good. Uh, Inside Man. That was another one we watched together, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Devil's Hour. Uh, 
Uh, and then Where's My Jet, the Pepsi documentary. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Okay, let's talk about some shite. <laughs> some terrible shows. Uh, okay, one second. I got to get to my terrible shows list. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Uh, am I going first or are you going first? You are, yeah. All right, my number five then. Uh, Bel Air. This was on Peacock. Uh, I have I have this in my dishonorable mentions for sure. Uh, Jesus Christ Almighty! A reimagination of the beloved sitcom, the French, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, set in modern day America through a new dramatic, uh, through a new dramatic take on Will's complicated journey from the streets of West Philadelphia to the gated mansions of Bel Air. As these worlds collide, he reckons with pow- with the power of second chances while navigating the conflicts. Conflicts, emotions, and biases of a world far different from the one he's ever known. Um, this was, I don't know why they made this, <laughs> other than just to like, like, I, I've talked this week with somebody about um, Wednesday, and they were mm-hmm. kind of like, they didn't find it funny, and they were like, I didn't find it comedic at all, I didn't see any comedy in it. I was like, well, that's subjective, oh, yeah. you know, like, some people can find things, but... The, you know, you did see that there were jokes there, right? Uh, and mm-hmm. uh, that was their big problem with that TV show. If they did, if that was their reasoning for that, then this, like, the comedy was completely devoid in this. Like, they didn't even, at least in Wednesday, they the comedy was there. This was just mm. not even the same TV show. It was like a, I don't know, it just felt like... Uh, broken from the original you know it had no like um nostalgic feel it was a completely different show it could have been called something completely different uh the only reason they called it uh bel-air or or like i guess the only reason they had the characters be uh uh from the french prince of bel-air kind of in name and stuff is to like promote it instead uh instead of just having it be uh, it could have been called whatever it just happened to be mm. called that i guess is my point and that kind of just yeah. is uh, really stupid so and and it was a bad show also there's that i gave it a 1.5 so yeah that's my number five my number five is the most expensive tv show ever made look it is the lord of rings rings of power okay Rings of Power. This has a 6.9 out of 10, uh, 85% on Rotten Tomatoes. So, I think the reason, so I I also kind of made a different list this year. It's like, maybe it's not the worst show on, on Earth, but it got me angry. <laughs> sure, I mean, yeah, it's your own personal list, right? Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, I I love I love the original tri- trilogy and I was semi interested in this uh, like I was a little excited I remember it was on your most anticipated list of last year well mostly just because uh, of how much money they spent on it yeah and I think I even said at the time like uh, if it flops it's just it's gonna be just as interesting as if it does yeah. if it if it's really good um, just because of how and, much they spent yeah. And people seem to like it. I mean, I think 85% on Rotten Tomatoes is fucking high. 
69 uh, 6.9 on IMDb as well it's like what about audience uh, score though i mean that's really what we're looking at uh right uh the audience score is 38 i think there, that's see, like that's more accurate yeah yeah, yeah. but uh you know i i had to have it on my list it's 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 the show that made me the most irritated maybe just because of how much they spent on it and yeah, then it wasn't and, good and how little yeah it wasn't good yeah right uh, what do you mean? Remember rock breaking competition? <laughs> <laughs> or swimming in the sea for two fucking episodes? Uh, okay, my number what? My number four? My number four. Uh, you might not remember the show, but it's called By My House. I don't know if you ever saw it. It was a reality I do show. I remember that. Yeah. Homeowners from across the U.S. pitch properties for sale to four experienced real estate investors hoping to make a life-changing deal on the spot. So it's very much yeah. like uh, Dragon's Den, except with uh, real estate. Uh, it, it, and so they're they're offering them, they give them an offer, and the person could either take it on the spot or, or not take it. Uh, it is terrible because the people that uh, this show is promoting, as far as these... Real, uh, experienced real estate investors are some of the most terrible people on the planet right now because they're basically causing homelessness. Uh, they're mm -hmm. causing the housing bubble that's going to pop here soon and uh, be terrible for the economy. They're these... Uh, uh, be, uh, what do you... They buy up uh, properties and then don't actually sell them. They just rent them out. And so mm -hmm. it creates this rent rental market where nobody is able to actually buy a house because all the housing pr house prices are way too high because instead of there being abundance of houses to buy, all the houses are only to rent. And so the ones that are left to buy, it goes up because of uh, supply and demand. So, um, yeah, I, I gave it... Uh, what did I give it at the time? I gave it a one at the time, and mostly because of the glorification of these terrible people uh, more than anything else. Well, talking about glorifications of horrible people, my number four is adults adopting adults. Look, right? So I watched this fucking week. <laughs> uh, so I I can't wait to talk a little more in depth about Danny. Danny. My my least favorite character from uh, a reality show ever. Uh, so Danny wants to adopt uh, a daughter. Uh, the re reason why they haven't adopted in the past is because Danny fell in love with this last one that he adopted. Not creepy at all. Right. Yeah. Not at all creepy. And now he's they're adopting an, an adult who is pregnant right which is yeah uh, and he it admits having hidden cameras in her room uh wants to uh, write on the welcome sign he wants to uh, write uh uh hello elena give give me a blowy i think the one thing like from, that from the videos or, that i saw about this is like the interaction oh. between him and his wife and the woman, because yeah. the wife clearly yeah. knows that what's going on, and she's yeah. unwilling to like put her foot down and just say, "Hey, this is fucking weird," you know. It is atrocious. Like I, I, yeah, it's the, it's the, it's the, it's uh, 
actually, uh, it isn't the worst reality show I watched this year because that's a little bit higher, but <laughs> but it's close to it, yeah. Okay, my number uh, three. Yes, my number yes. three. All right, so there was a few Dubai shows this year, uh, specifically Dubai <laughs> Bling and Housewives of Dubai. So I kind of was oh, like, yeah. I got to pick one of those two, uh, <laughs> which you're going to see in my next round. Uh, I did kind of the same thing. So I think the wor the one that was worse of those two shows was Housewives of Dubai. They're kind of yeah. in the same, you know, uh terrible reality show genre but this one mm. i think number one it glorified the whole like women in dubai thing uh more than the other one did and it also uh the whole concept of housewives of dubai yeah. when you know what actually happens in those yeah. countries um <laughs> yeah. it's pretty fucking Atrocious. weird yeah yeah uh it says here, as the 11th city in the franchise, the series highlights a group of women nav navigating their relationships, careers, and supremely la lavish and ultra-wealthy lifestyles in the United Arab Emirates. With the desert's paradise of Dubai as the back backdrop, the billionaire's playground is known for its over-the-top opulence, job-dropping modern architecture, and wild nightlife scene. Whether they're on a private plane, running their own empires, or hosting a private... Uh, hosting on a private island, these glamorous, successful women are ready to serve up scorching hot drama and unexpected twists. See, nothing, mm -hmm. nowhere in there does it mention that they have to deal with any kind of like adversity because they live in a country where a lot of people, you know, aren't allowed to show their face and <laughs> uh, can't drive. And yeah, um, yeah, it, it's uh, it's another one of these shows where it's a terrible show. But then when you really look at the underlying things that it's yeah, saying... It's it, even worse. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my number three. Yeah. Well, I have a sneaking suspicion that this was so bad that you forgot about it. Look, it is uh, uh, from January 28th. Okay. And I know that you saw this because it is the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. <gasps> Oh yeah, I I have that on my on my other list. Yeah, <laughs> it is abysmal. Uh, a heartbroken woman, uh, uh, Christian Bell, is uh, thinks she has seen seen uh, murder. This was supposed to be funny. Do you remember that? Do you remember that, that this was supposed to be a parody? It was supposed to be it yeah. Was supposed to be funny? It was supposed to be a joke. There were supposed to be jokes in there, right? Yeah. It, it's it is under the genre dark comedy and satire. Do you remember we talked about this with the Triv? Uh, we talked about where is the fucking right. satire and dark comedy in this? Yeah, totally. Atrociously bad show. Uh, Six point four out of ten on IMDb. Fifty four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I definitely uh, remember how bad it was. Uh, it's on my short short list, but uh, honestly, yeah. my short list of bad TV shows is not that short. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, my number two. Uh, this is another show where I had to kind of. There were so many. Uh, I'm, I'm going to call them love reality shows. So there mm. was. Uh, let's see, I had to pick between Ultimatum, Marry or Move On, uh, mm -hmm. 
Love at First Lie was a bad one. Mm-hmm. Back in the Groove, Love Without Borders, Love for the mm-hmm. Ages, and then there was one mm-hmm. last one that I almost forgot about. Cosmic Love. It was just the one oh, that yeah, I Cosmic went with. Love. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. I think was the worst of these terrible <laughs> <was> the worst. <laughs> terrible <laughs> shows. Uh, a mystical awesome. guide and asked the Astro Chamber leads four individuals as they attempt to find their perfect spouse via astrological matchmaking. They mingle, match, date, eliminate, and eventually make the biggest decision of their lives. Uh, yeah, they're supposed to like get married at the end of this based on mm-hmm. astrological signs, uh, whether yeah. or not they're they're compatible. Um, yeah, I mean the whole concept number one is stupid, uh, but it's just so badly produced also and and the uh the game itself doesn't make any sense i just remember this Mm -hmm. show being like how do you even like so how do you win like how do you advance in the show yeah the whole thing was terrible um it kind of you know all those other ones that i mentioned are they all were in like the one to uh 2.5 range of like terrible Mm -hmm. uh but that one i think definitely stood out as I don't know, the worst of those terrible uh, types of reality shows. Well, my worst reality show of the year is my number two, Snowflake Mountain Look. Oh, yeah. This was on my <laughs> short list. Yep. Uh, this I watched because Luke. I, I'm, I'm not sure I, I forgive you still. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a bunch of Clueless millennials? Are they millennials? Uh, they're they're rich kids, right? That's what it is. Right. Yeah. And uh, they are put in the wilderness with absolutely no Wi-Fi, no running water, and worst off, no parents. It's just, it is atrocious people doing not that hard things. <laughs> And, and and it's just like the people they got in this show is like there's uh especially uh Devon I think Devon was, was the worst she, she was really terrible uh but yeah no this this uh this uh, uh has a whooping 5.5 on IMDb look <laughs> how, how the fuck did it get that high I well, I don't know. Some people like those kind of reality shows, and they like like that celebrity, like those weird, like what is it, celebrity get me out of here and things like that. Yeah. You know? So uh, I'm, I guess I'm not that surprised, but it really was a terrible show. But yeah, no, it has a zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Look, so, uh, but it's a fifty nine percent audience score. I I need to talk to that audience and give them two cents. All right. Uh. After going through my list, I was like, had a bunch of shows that obviously they all have really terrible scores. Um, mm-hmm. But my, my number one actually didn't give it that bad of a score at the time. Uh, at the time, okay. I should say. Uh, but it, okay. my number one is Genius. Do you remember this? No. Uh, Genius, a Kanye trilogy, is a, a 2022 oh, yes. American documentary <laughs> film. Yes. Directed by Cootie and Sheik about oh, the life oh. of American rapper, record producer, and fashion designer Kanye West. Um, this didn't age well, did it? No. <laughs> it's literally called Genius. <laughs> oh, <laughs> about, that's funny. 
uh, the, uh, looking back, I was, I, I, you know, I've got a lot of things that have worse scores, but, uh, and I gave this a 5.5 at the time, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, but looking back, I'm like, wow, that is not good. Uh, <laughs> we really looked uh, past what was going on at the time when we, when this documentary came out, I guess, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. My number one will take you back to July 1st. And maybe the reason why I'm so down on Super Mario Brothers, because it is the terminal list with Chris Pratt. That is my number one most hated TV show of the year. Really? Okay. That's a surprise I... to me. Sorry? That's a surprise to me, actually. R- really? Okay. With all those I terrible reality shows that I mentioned? Yeah. This. Uh, yeah, but I hate this. Right. I, so this is the most hoo-ha America is amazing TV show it was, on yeah, Earth. Bad, very bad. Uh, it follows this. Uh, it fo- follows Chris Pratt that uh, plays this Navy SEAL, and then he's ambushed in a, a covered mission, and then he returns to his family, and then he has memory loss, and he has questions about his capability and then new evidence comes forward and he uh, goes into this like uh, dark thing and it's it's just it is so complicated and so incredibly boring in one of the I gave this uh, a zero when it came out and it's just like it's terrible I hated this with a passion Really, really terrible. I remember hating it too, but for some reason I don't remember hating it as much as you. Weird. I don't know. Yeah. It has a 7.9 out of 10 on IMDb look. 39% on Rotten Tomatoes with an audience score and hold your fucking horses of 95%? People love Chris Pratt. People love Chris Pratt. You know that that's what, what that is. The literal fuck is this? People love Mario. All right, they love the Mario. <laughs> they love the Mario. And the, the thing is, like, it's based on this uh, on on this novel that I am um, I'm I'm uh, I'm not that huge fan of. But it's even worse than than that. Gosh, I hated this show. Yeah, it was bad. All right. Whew. Honorable mentions. I got a lot no, here. No, this, this dishonorable mentions. Look. Dishonorable mentions. Yeah. Uh, yes. I've got a lot of. I've got a lot. Okay. Next level chef. Remember that was a terrible show that they based mm-hmm. off of a movie, which was about uh, yep. capitalism. Hey, look. Do you remember Endgame, the uh, <laughs> the TV show <laughs> that was a different TV show? <laughs> I yeah, uh, I don't remember what it was about. What was it about? Uh, no, uh, it was the blacklist. <laughs> oh right, yes, yeah. with the lady. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, good Sam. Last light. Hype house TV show that was awful. Yeah. God's favorite idiot. Uh, Supernatural Academy. She Hulk attorney at law. Fucking hell. The real dirty dancing. Uh, reality oh show. Oh my god. That was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when nobody won anything? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the first lady? Yeah, it, 
and the the whole concept of like it's a show based on a movie from the eighties that like yes. nobody remembers like existing. Yeah. Uh, Angry Birds. A partner track that was terrible. Joe Millionaire. I some people liked that. I hated it. <sighs> I I liked it. Keep reading. Uh, All American Homecoming. The ultimatum: marry or move on. Do you remember this? Uh, yeah, that was one of the ones that was in my uh, oh. one of the love shows that was in consideration. Yeah. Oh, that was terrible. Uh, bust down. House of the Dragon. Domino Masters. That was really boring. Oh yeah. I have Devil in Ohio. Is my last one. Oh, I've got so many more. Is it cake? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Kardashians, raising a pop star. Yeah. Yeah. The reason why I forgot about the Kardashians is because they more or less just switched TV stations. It's not called the Kardashians. It's called Kardashians. Yeah, no, I know. (laughs) Because the other one is called the Kardashians, and it's really confusing, right? Yeah. Uh, come dance with me. Mm. You got any more? No. Uh, creature cases. Uh. Let's see, Buckhead Shore. Did you ever see that one? No. All Star Shore. That was the one a reality show about Jersey Shore where they couldn't find enough Jersey Shore people, so they just started getting uh, just like random <laughs> other reality random. show contestants. Even though it's called All Star Shore, they had like no, people funny. from Love Island on it. Uh, let's see, what else? Dated and related. Actually, that should have been one. In, oh my god. Uh, Monarch. Uh. Raising an effing star. So there was raising a pop star and then raising an effing star. Those were two. My dream quinceanera uh, was really bad. uh, Sweet 16, my sweet 16. Uh, But for uh, Hispanic people. Uh, Vampire Academy, Celebrity Jeopardy, uh, The Real Love Boat. Um, Oh, yeah. uh, Buying Beverly Hills, Lopez versus Lopez, The Calling. And then mm. Halo. Those my, and that's my last one. Halo, Halo. Yeah, a lot cool. of bad shows. I think uh, definitely more bad shows this year than good shows. But I think that's not unusual at all. Oh, no, no, no. Let's uh, talk about some very fast TV news. Whoopi Goldberg, uh, our favorite uh, racist question mark. Uh, double down uh, on her comments that Holocaust was not about race. Yeah, I don't know why you double down on that. Seems even silly. I mean, it was silly. We talked about this when she first said it on the View. Yeah, like way earlier this year, I want to say, or maybe even. Yeah. Oh, it says here, uh, Whoopi Goldberg doubled down her comments that the Holocaust was not about race, which she made on the View in February in a new interview with the Times of London. Goldberg said the Holocaust was not, quote-unquote, originally about race, saying, remember who they were killing first? They were not killing racial, they were killing physical. These were people they considered to be mentally defective, she said. It does not change the fact that you could not tell a Jew on the street, and you, you could find me, you couldn't find them. That was the point I was making, but you would have thought, you would have thought that I had been taking a big, old, stinky dump on the table, but naked. Okay. Um, I, 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 she's trying to... Um, 
just like justify what she yeah like she's like well i didn't really mean it that way and it's like yeah yeah you said it and like you didn't just because you like say something and you don't mean it doesn't mean it doesn't come off as offensive yeah (laughs) right yeah um and then to like like the problem is she went out and apologized and now she like clearly that apology didn't mean anything that was like a a fake apology if she's just gonna come out and be like actually i i did mean that so my apology that i uh, apologize when i apologized i was lying basically that's that's the way i read this yeah it's it's silly it's very very silly hey uh would you break down and cry if you also had to have kids with Kanye West. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, right. Talking about Kanye West. Uh, it says here, Kim Kardashian broke down in tears while discussing the difficulties of co- co-parenting with Kanye in an interview with Angie Martinez on the Angie Martinez IRL podcast. Uh, Kardashian uh, said, I'll do anything to keep their life as normal as possible. Um, well, they're Kardashian, like... I don't think their their life has ever ever been normal, right? Number one. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the public spectacle of the p- couple's divorce has had a lot of unwanted attention on their relationship with West. I mean, you can't mm. get away from the fact that, like, you had a, you got a divorce, and literally, what, months later, he comes out as an uh, anti-Semite. I, I feel like... Yeah. That you, um... There has to be some discussion by you. You can't just, like, toss this under the rug. Like, you must have known something, right? Uh, Yeah. But she's saying, I definitely... It it, it says here, uh, Kardashian said she put on a brave face for the world, but it's not easy behind the scenes. This is the interesting part. She says, I definitely protected him, and I still will in the eyes of my kids, for my kids. So in my home, my kids don't know anything that goes on uh, in the outside world. I don't think right. that's true at all. Do you think that's true? No. I mean, I... I, I don't believe that for one single second. I mean, they go to school, right? Right. And this other part where it says, I definitely protected him, and I still will in the eyes of my kids. I You protected him? I mean, what does that... Kind of. But what does that mean? In, it, uh, go ahead. I mean, she didn't speak bad about him to the press. Right, uh, and she's saying she did that for her kids. I feel like if right. your husband's an anti-Semite and he's like, <laughs> and he's also like a one of the most famous people in the world, it is kind of your duty to like yeah. say, "Hey, guess what? This guy's probably going to come out and say some crazy shit." You know what I mean? I don't know. That's just mm-hmm. me, though. I mean, I don't think that's her admitting she knew, but it seems like she's saying maybe she's saying she would protected him from himself i don't know what mm-hmm. you know i don't know it just it, that doesn't sound good when she says i protect i definitely protected him it's just yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. hey do you know who garf Marenghi is uh yeah why does that i don't know why but that name is super uh super familiar what is it i know that He's a horror writer and right, horror okay. maker. Yeah, um, made a lot of good horror movies. He has a book out called Garth Marenghi's Terror Tome. Uh, that is actually my real 
fucking advice. Get that book. It is written and read by him as well. And you can get that on audibletrial.com slash ADC. That's audibletrial.com slash ADC. Even if you cancel your membership, you can keep the book after 30 days. Uh, Get that book. It's freaking hilarious. Very, very funny. Very, very scary. And... Yeah, it, it makes it even better that it's uh, written and uh, <laughs> uh, he also like reads the book out loud. So that makes ma- makes it special. All right, movies. Uh, I only saw one movie. Did you see more than one movie? No. We both watched Glass Onion, Knives Out. Uh, or is it called Knives Out, Glass Onion? It's called Glass Onion, A Knives Out Story. It's right? like mystery, mystery or something. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is a sequel, I guess, quote-unquote, to Knives Out. It's yeah. It's got the same... Uh, it's kind of the sequel in the way that, like, different episodes of Poirot... It's got Real the same, eyes. like... just going to say that, yeah. It's got the same uh, d- detective, but a uh, different mystery, uh, different characters in the mystery. Uh, kind of similar... You know, vibes as Puro. I think it's always tried to be mm-hmm. that. This one was very fun, very comedic, a little bit predictable. I think m- me and you predicted one or two things that happened at the end, but. Right. But it was, uh, without spoiling anything, uh, the middle murder is maybe the most funny one. The one before the serious murder. Sure, right. I, yes. A lot of really good actors, you know, very famous oh, actors. Oh, so good. Edward Norton. Um, who else? I'm, I, I'm blanking. Batista. Oh, yeah, Batista, right. Uh, yeah. Everybody in it was really good. Uh, the story writing was very fun. Very funny. Uh, there's this one opening scene where they come into the mansion and there's just... <laughs> there's the, all these pedestals and there's just covered with, like... Uh, crystal oh, so vases nice. like all over the place, yeah. and I'm just like, well, clearly uh, we know what's going to happen here. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, almost predictable on purpose in a way. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. very funny. I, 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 I'd give this a, uh, I give it an eight point five. I give it a nine. Yeah, I had, I had a blast. Yeah, very fun. I, uh, I, I'd watch it again, even, but uh, hopefully oh, we yeah, get yeah. more uh, knives out mysteries. Oh, there are more, more in the running. Yeah, in the in the works. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool, awesome. Uh, do you like Zach Bryan? I don't know anything about Zach Bryan. Me neither, but he is very humorous because he has dropped a live album and it's titled. All my homies hate Ticketmaster. <laughs> is it weird for a country singer to have oh, a song so called funny. All My Homies? This is a little weird. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's a... Is it a play on another song, I guess? Yeah. I have no clue. Uh, it says uh, he has issued a statement on Christmas Eve vowing to find a way to keep ticket costs low and easy to obtain for his yet-to-be-announced tour without sling... Slinging out Ticketmaster's uh, by name as a problem, as he often has in the past. Um, oh, so he's doing this as a way to be to say it without like slandering the company. Right. That's funny. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every nobody's uh, fans of Ticketmaster right now for sure. Uh, I think it also has yeah, to definitely. do with just like the internet marketplace where like yeah. Uh, bots can buy up the tickets and then you know uh, I- increase the price in that way. It's kind of annoying. Yeah. 
Hey, look, do you like movies about movies? Uh, in general, no. Well, let's see a trailer about the movie about the movie. Bablon. Movie. About movie. Okay. It's a black and white. Mm -hmm. It's black and white film. Some of it is, yeah. Oh, okay. Now it's not. <laughs> we have to redefine the well, it's very pretty looking. Yeah. We've got to innovate. We've got to inspire. Wasn't Brad Pitt in a movie about making movies last year? Yeah, what was that called again? It was the was it Tarantino? Tarantino, yeah, yeah. the Tarantino one. I like Margot Robbie as well. I am a star. I think you want to become a star. I've heard that this movie is a mess out of a movie though. It doesn't look bad from the trailer, but yeah, I also don't get a plot from the trailer. Right. So I can see how that, that could be an issue. This place you call home. It's just like, oh, this is Hollywood yeah. kind of thing. Well, I don't think this is going to be a funny joke, but uh, what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about? Because I have heard some rumors that this well, will I mean, get something. Hollywood loves to, you know, self-fillet yeah. uh, itself. Uh, uh, let's see. Decadence, depravity, and outrageous excess leads to the rise and fall of several ambitious dreamers in 1920s Hollywood. 7.5 mm -hmm. out of 10 on IMDb, 55% on Rotten Tomatoes, 59% on Metacritic, 67% of Google users liked it. You know, Brad Pitt, to Tobey Maguire, and Margot Robbie. Okay. Uh, I have to two very different reviews. Um... Let's start, let's start with a four, four star. Okay, this is Lamron O that gives it four, four stars and says, Diamond Chancel is the goat. Fight me! When this movie first was announced, I got nervous because it seemed too good to be true. A behind-the-scenes Hollywood picture starring the best young actor, Margot Robbie, uh, the always entertaining Brad Pitt, and the very intriguing Diego Capua. Directed by the man that made Whiplash and La La Land? Question mark. Either this is the best movie since 2019, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, that's what it was called, uh, or Parasite, or this it will be an utter disappointing mess that dismars the seemingly great Damon LaSalle's legacy. I thought, as it turns out, Babylon... Uh, it's my favorite movie of 2022. Okay, I'm, let's, let's do a good one, I guess. This, uh, 10 out of 10 from Logan Shalinki 24 This was something. Uh, Babylon is by far the most polarizing film of 2022. I gotta say, I absolutely loved it. Rotten Tomatoes currently holds it at 55%. Rotten Tomatoes is not a good re mm -hmm. website when it comes down to knowing what the general consensus for a film is. This is the fourth entry uh, to his filmography. 
his first two being Whiplash and La La Land, it, they're basically saying everything you just said. So uh, mm. I'd, I'd say it's her best performance. Um, talking about Margot Robbie, I'd say it's her best performance. She needs that Oscar. This film ending is insane and fantastic tribute to cinema. Yeah, I'm, I mean, we got that. That's kind of the point of the film, obviously. Yeah. Mark W. gave it half a star and said, Truly a long sludge of a movie that seeks to glorify an industry strife with de- debauchery and existence from elitists. Not a great look as people struggle day to day to make ends meet. It's kind of show shows how out of touch Hollywood is and how immoral they are. That's funny. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Uh, four out of ten from Nicholas Stroop, twenty-five. Uh, overindulgent, bloated, and ultimately pointless. The main takeaway when I left the theater this evening after watching this film was that it was far too long and uh, had probably one storyline too many to make uh, the movie fly. But instead, after the first act, it just drags and drags and drags. The funny thing is the best moments of the film are within the first hour. The less cohesive and more chaotic the film was, the more exciting it felt. After that point, though, the film falls apart. Uh, It pointlessly strays, and the film has maybe 50% of the crazy energy uh, that the first third of it had. Okay. Mm. So I I can see that, like, if you... Uh, if the whole point is like debauchery and like craziness, if you like yeah. show it all in the very opening bit, you can't get any more crazy, uh, or you can only right. get to a point, and then if you get to that point early, you ruin it. Yeah. What do you yeah. think, Polly? Yeah, your chinchilla is like. I also want to be on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I want to dance with somebody. I want to feel the heat of somebody. I got a oh, I new cage for Polly for Christmas, actually. So uh, oh. I, I'm still setting it up. It's a big, giant cage, though. You were not wondering why I was singing Whitney Houston, I Want to Dance with Somebody? No, I wasn't. Oh, because it's the next movie I'm going to talk about. Okay. Discovered by the record ex- uh, executive Clive Davis, Whitney Houston rises from the obs- obscurity to the international fame in the 1980s to become one of the greatest singers of her generation, uh, with uh, Stanley Tucci in it. Uh, but it has uh, terrible scores all over. 6.8 uh, out of 10 on IMDb is okay, I guess. But Rotten Tomatoes for 6%, Metacritic 55%. But then 90% of Google users liked it, so. Uh, women talking. Uh, women in, in an isolated religious colony struggle to reconcile with their faith after a series of sexual assaults. 7.7 yeah. 7 out of 10 on IMB, 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, 81% on Metacritic, 79% on uh, Google users liked it. It's got Francis McDormand. Uh, Claire, Claire Foy, Jesse Buckley, and Rooney Morrow. I have a sneaking suspicion that we will talk about this closer to Oscar season. It uh, feels because... like it could, yeah, especially with those actors and the storyline yeah. it, that it's talking about. Yeah, for sure. Uh, next one is Living. A veteran civil uh, uh, servant receives a medical diagnosis that empires him to move to the south coast and, and crammed 
some fun into his remaining days. He meets a sunny young female colleague who seems to have the pep that has previously escaped him. And this has 94 on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, 7.6 on IMDb, uh, and 81 on Metacritic, 78% of Google users like this movie, and it has uh, Bill Nye uh, and Emily Wood in it. Bill Nye? The science guy? No, Bill Nighty. Nighty. Oh, sorry. okay. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Uh, Corsage, faced with the future of strict ceremonies and royal duties, Empress Elizabeth of Austria rebels against her public image and comes up with a plan to protect her legacy. 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb, 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, 71% of Google users liked it. Uh, let's see, who's in this? Uh, Vicky Kreps, Colin Morgan, uh, and Manuel Ruby? Sure. Okay. okay. No Bears? Is that a sequel to The Bear, you think? Uh, it's a sequel to Bad News Bears, where they all quit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Follow the two parable love stories in which the partners are thwarted by hidden invisible obstacles, the force of, of superstition and the mechanics of power. That's the weirdest description of a movie I have ever read in my entire life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 7.5 out of 10 on IMDb, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, 90% on Metacritic, and 81% of Google users like this movie. It's a Persian movie, so we wouldn't know anybody in it. Uh, circus, the finding... Oh, after finding two sets of identical twins on the doorstep of his orphanage, Dr. Roy Jamandus gives them up for adoption to two different families in two different cities. Years later, a comedy of errors ensues when one of the twins decides to visit the city where the other set of twins runs a circus. What? <laughs> That's so random. Uh, mm. Ranveer Singh Deepakra Patuki. It's a Indian uh, film. Well, you sadly have to read the last one as well because some you, reason I can't get up to work. You got nothing. Uh, rattled, a group of ragtag Vegas criminals kidnaps the wrong person, leaving a crucial evidence at the scene. As fate and the authorities close in on them, all they can seem to do is argue about trivialities. Uh, six out of ten on IMDb. Let's see, it's got Dot Marie Jones, who you would know if you saw her, Nicholas mm -hmm. D'Augusto, and uh, Pasha Lingnikov, who you would know if you saw him as well. Mm. Yeah. That sounded like a Russian name. Yeah, he kind of is one of those actors who you've seen in a lot of things, and he always plays the bad Russian guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming up next week... No, sorry. What movie do you want to see the most? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, Babylon sounds like it's going to be really bad. Actually, honestly, that last one sounded pretty good. Rattled? I'm kind of interested oh, yeah. in that. I am interested in that, and I really want to see Babylon as well. You want to... Yeah. I don't know. It, just from the uh, reviews and stuff, it sounds like it's kind of a yeah. disaster uh, in a good way, maybe, though. Maybe. Uh, but yeah, like I said, coming up next week, we will do News of the Week, TV and Movies of the Week, uh, another Digital Citizen's Biggest Scandal of 2022 Tournament. That's a 
fun tournament we have uh, another digital uh, review of a man called Otto. Yeah, uh, that's not a very interesting title for a movie, to be honest. But nope. I, I think it's got a uh, what's his name, uh, Sleepless in Seattle guy in it. So, oh, uh, I don't know why I can't yeah. remember his name because he's an incredibly famous actor, and he was yep. he was in Castaway and <laughs> yeah, and, and yes. many other movies. Uh, yes, he was. And he's got a Him. crazy son named Chet Hanks, and his dad's name Tom Hanks. Dad's there Tom we go. Hanks. There we go. <laughs> I had to remember Chet Hanks <laughs> to remember to remember Tom Hanks. That's that's the right way of. That's the right order. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Uh, speaking of fun, uh, speaking yeah. of Chet Hanks, actually, uh, the Channel Five mm. doc trailer. Did you see it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, it looks pretty good. Uh, it looks amazing. I might have to do like a free trial of HBO just to like see that and then cancel. Yeah. Hopefully, I can find a way to do that, uh, or I'll, or maybe I'll you know figure out another way. Another way. Uh, hinted. 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 Wink, wink. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that was uh, one thing that happened on YouTube. Anything else? Not really. I have been occupied with other things, to be fair. Well, I mean, I sent you a bunch of stuff that you probably saw, like the second oh, yeah. episode of Dumpster Fire. Oh, so fun. Which was basically, the whole thing was them talking about the H3... H3 responding to the first episode, yeah. and now you know when H3 comes back, they're going to respond yeah. to this episode, and then yeah. the next episode and of that episode is going to be them respond. It's going to be like this cyclical uh, thing happening, but it, it clearly Oompaville is doing it all, like he's doing it on purpose. Like yeah. he's a uh, H3 fan, and he knows that if they talk about him, that they're going to talk about it, right? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah interesting. Uh, Prisha, uh, Prisha, that's what, uh, what her name all the yeah, time was. I, yep. Trisha <laughs> Pérez has written a book. Are you looking forward to writing, reading it? I didn't know that, okay. She yeah. wrote a book about what? I have no fucking clue. Is it like a biography or something, probably? I have no fucking clue. I can't imagine... <laughs> it, it's, I don't know, what it, it would, would it be like... A self-help book? I can't imagine it would be that. Mm -hmm. um, Box Mac Holiday Special. That was fun. Oh, so good. Yeah, I loved. I loved uh, both. Both of uh, both A and B, but uh, I really laughed when they tried to make waffles. Oh yeah, <laughs> especially since I've seen that those TikToks and I know exactly yeah. what they're talking about, and I'm always like, that yeah. would be such a mess to clean up. It's just, yeah, <laughs> and exactly what that happened. It's it exactly what happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's just this wholesome, good channel. Boxmac, fucking love that channel. Oh. Uh, did okay. you see any of the reckless uh, Ben videos that I sent you about no. the cult? No. So, yeah, I think I sent them to you. There's this guy, and he infiltrated this cult. Um, yeah, I saw that you sent it, but I didn't watch it, sadly. There's a whole bunch of videos that he's done over the last bunch of weeks, uh, and it's all, like, hidden camera footage of, like, he used spy glasses and spy pens and stuff to record mm -hmm. him. He actually was there, like, working on the commune or whatever, um, mm -hmm. and getting, like... Uh, 
some of the actual uh, real beliefs of like this cult. It's like a white supremacist. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Religious cult. cult. It, it, but it's yeah. like, uh, you know, they are a death cult in the sense that uh, they believe that a certain number of them that are virgins all have to die uh, for their god to come back. Uh, so yeah, it's a death cult that he's uh, nice. infiltrated. Definitely worth checking out. Yeah, I, I literally have nothing left on my list. I'm 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 exhausted. I really want to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the only other thing I had was the I did a thing chess boxing cheating video. Did you see that? Oh yeah, that was really good. I thought you would enjoy that because it was like yes. totally about the whole Magnus Carlsen uh drama yeah. uh that's been happening. So he went in they there was that chess boxing tournament we talked about last week. This week mm -hmm. he put out a video where he actually put something in somebody's butt to try to get them to be yeah. uh, to cheat at chess, which it didn't really work, but it was a good video. No, but it was very, very funny. And topical. So, yeah. Yeah. Alright, that was it. Uh, 2023. Uh, any predictions? Uh, not really. I mean, I guess we'll... Uh, I, I'd have to think about it more. Maybe we'll do that. I'll write it down. We'll do that next next week. How's, how's that sound? Okay. All yeah. Right. Let's do that next week. All right. Okay. Happy New Year, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody. Another, di another, digi another digital citizen. 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 Another digital citizen.